On this episode, the Argos win the week. It's time to visit the Hammer. Plus, maybe the greatest fantasy football advice ever. Crack those cold ones. It's the Argos Fancast. You can find us at Argos Fancast or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast. We're powered by Spotify for podcasters. Go to Spotify, search Argos Fancast. We'll be right there. I am Clay Chisholm. You can find me at all kinds of Clay on the various social media machines. And joining us, as always, our resident historian from ArgoFans.com. He is the VP of Football Operations, Will Gertler, MBA. Hi, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans or at www.ArgoFans.com. Okay. (laughs) And from the double blue order, Sir Douglas of House Ballinger, second of his name, Lord of Section 116, Warden of the South Side, and Protector of the Realm. Much I can say to that because everything's all topsy turvy today. You can find me on both Twitter and Threads now at Doug B519. You can find the Double Blue Order on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and uh, we have our Double Blue Order store with uh, our newest with our newest T-shirt, which is getting great reviews, by the way. The OLED 3416 T-shirt is available. DoubleBlueOrder.ca. All right, gentlemen, we had a game on Friday this week. We didn't play a Sunday game. Um, we uh, It was a, an eventful one. Uh, we came out on top, 35-27 over the Alouettes. Woo! You always tend to... I don't know what it is about the Alouettes games. We always tend to... It's They're always close, no matter what. Well, they're not a terrible team, I guess. No. I mean, they're going to be second best in the East. There's no doubt about that. No. Well, let's run down the the stats here. Chad Kelly having his best game as an Argo so far. 21 of 25, 351 yards, three touchdowns. He also had a pick in there. A.J. Ouellette, 14 carries, 95 yards, and should have been a lot more. Um, Andrew Harris had uh, three carries, 21 yards. Chad Kelly had 13 yards on four carries, and uh, Cameron Dukes had a couple sneaks as well. Uh, as far as the passing or the receiving goes, uh, DeVars Daniels, four, uh, three catches, 91 yards. David Ungerer. Four catches, 72 yards, and two touchdowns. Damani Coxey, four catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown, and two of some of the best catches we've seen in a long time. Curly Giddens had uh, two catches, 56 yards. Dejan Brissett added one for 22. Cam Phillips at three for 18. Andrew Harris, two for 10. AJ Willett, two for 10. I, I wasn't a I mean, stats-wise, it looked pretty damn good. It was. 
It was, but the Argos, as we'll discuss later, got themselves into a bit of trouble with the mouchoir. And uh, Cody Fajardo dinked and dunked down the field successfully. Yep. It also helps that he was able to escape the pass rush. For sure. Yeah, and I and I think, you know, they they adjusted their the way they're calling plays to to get that ball out of his hands a lot quicker. Yeah, you just see yeah. Cause otherwise we probably hood would have had about, you know, fourteen, fifteen sacks. Well, it doesn't help that, that Montreal's O line is about as soft as a wheel of brie. <laughs> After it's been he- heated up in the oven for uh, twenty minutes. Well, brie, oh, brie in and of itself is already very soft. Yeah, I know. And then it gets even softer when you put it in the oven. So, yeah, for uh, right now the CFL.ca is saying uh, four sacks. I think that's correct. Uh, yep, that's correct. Yeah, it didn't I don't seem know like that much in the stadium. No, it didn't. You know, it was one of those things where you look back and oh yeah, they okay yeah I yeah there was four sacks. It seemed like it should have been a lot lot more, but it you know you do it wasn't. There was a lot of hurries and everything like that. Um, but with that, let's uh, jump right into the the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly. Now it works. Now it works. Yes. Didn't. <laughs> well, see, they won't know this when I put the, the music in after the fact. Mm. They, they won't notice that it didn't work initially. Mm. But when they hear this little bit, then they'll understand that Doug's music did not play on cue. So now, now, now everything makes sense. And since your music didn't play, Doug, what was your where, where do you want to start? Good, bad, ugly. I guess we could go. I don't know. We can go bad. Let's we'll right. start with bad, and that's obvious. And I think the most obvious thing is the penalties. Like yeah. 15 penalties, 157 yards. And the Argos still won. Think about that for a second. A team that shot itself in the foot 15 times still beat Montreal by eight. But still, the point is, we shouldn't be having to shoot ourselves 15 times in the foot. No, we, yeah, we definitely tried to do every, give, give Montreal every little bit of rope that, uh, that we could to, you know, let them try to stay in this game. It wiped out all all time highlight of AG Willette hurtling over an alouette. Yeah. And it didn't. It didn't even stop uh, any of the uh, well, any social media, any of the uh, sports network networks from showing that highlight either. Oh, 
You know, that's how good that highlight was. The fact that it technically didn't happen on the books, but everybody still wanted to show it. Now, yeah, they, that was a very dumb penalty to take. But when I watched the, the replay back, I'm like, there was that play doesn't happen without that very, very slight hold. And it wasn't that much. That was one that uh, if the ball carrier wasn't where exactly where he was, the ref is not going to see that. That's how minuscule that hold was. Will, what's your bad? My bad is sort of the, I guess I can go with the pass defense a little bit. I mean, what had happened against, uh, you know, we're, we know they're going to give up a ton of yards. It's just limiting what happens at the end. And in this case, Montreal came up with a scheme that seemed to to work. You know, they, they, the short passing yards, you know, they, they broke a few tackles. And um, you know, Cody threw three touchdowns. Yep. <sighs> well, you know what, I'm, I'm going to kind of... It, it, jump on that a little bit will and 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 go with my bad here and there yes gang tackling is a good thing but when your timing is not right you have a tendency to knock your own players out of the way of the tackle and there was a lot of that and that's uh, and that's probably where a good chunk of the those uh, yards after catch happened. You know, you, you had guys I counted about four or five times at least guys knocking our own players down who were trying to make the tackle, and it and that just all boils down to you know timing. But yeah, that that was that was I was yelling at, the, at my TV about that. It really was. Yeah, it it was frustrating, you know, shaking our heads in the crowd. Yeah, I I don't know how it looked in the crowd, at least on on TV. You could really tell the different angles that, you know, like, you you know, you had two DBs running into each other. We're trying, both trying to make the tackle, and individually they probably would have made the tackle. But the gang tackle was just slightly off. Yeah, you just you just hope teams haven't found some sort of blueprint. Right. I mean, it's not rocket science, really, right? You know, your your standard blueprint for a defense like this is those quick, short passes. I mean, we we did it for years with Ricky Ray when, you know, we came up with you know, against defenses that are uh, 
that are, uh, you know, we're rushing the quarterback a lot and, and blitzing all the time. You know, there, how many screens did you guys count that, that Montreal ran? Well, I wasn't really counting, but it was, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Like, and, and that's, that's the offense you have to run against a team that's going to send 65 people at you every play. You know, um, I don't even know. Where do we go for ugliness? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know. I mean, I was, I mean, my ugly was thinking the penalties, but we got that in for the bad. Yeah. Doug, where did you hit? You, you started this off, so you went with the, the, there, where, what's your ugly? The fourth quarter. The defense in the fourth quarter specifically. Yeah. I mean, since when did Mon- like and I was I was at work, I couldn't watch a game, so I was just following along with my phone. And every time I see the Argos take the lead, all of a sudden Montreal turns into Randy Marsh from South Park and goes, I didn't hear no bell and fucking score and fucking ties the game up. Yeah, it did. They let seem they that. let them back into this game like on a couple of occasions, and I mean, I know that, like this is a you they should not be doing that. I mean, they I mean they kind of proved that they that the defense why is not like despite our six picks in one game, it's not as invincible as we think it is. No, and I like honestly, I think it's you know. A lot of those things that happened in that in that fourth quarter were a lot a lot of screens. There were a lot of screens and a lot of yards after catch. Yeah, and uh, I mean the Argos' biggest lead was never. I don't think they the biggest lead was the end of the game eight. Yeah. Yeah. I do have an ugly as well, Doug. All right. Your thought. Doug, are you finished your thought? or? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. I mean, this is kind of low-hanging fruit, but QB1's interception there. Yeah. It was going to be a hold anyways. Throw the ball away. You know, the Quas been playing pretty well the last few weeks. And it really gave them a... It really gave the Owls a bit of a lift. It did. It really did. Uh, Well, good. Good. I think we can, you know, look at QB1. You know, apart from that, uh, that interception, we're talking about Four missed passes. That's Ricky Ray level accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's insane. And, you know, 
posting his first official 300-yard game. You know, if if he doesn't have that interception, you know, I, I think people are talking about this game as you know one of the as basically the 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 kingmaker for for him as the elite quarterback because everybody you know even even the media types have been saying that you know he's playing fantastic and when you 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 know the layman looks at the stats we're looking at 200 yard passing games right you know that's not you know that that's not you know blow your socks off stats but 351 yards and three touchdowns is Mm-hmm. So and and it I mean yeah then add the accuracy you know if yeah. you include that interception he completes twenty two of twenty five yeah right we'll say this though you know as Doug says the defense was his ugly and the his fourth quarter defense was the ugly. You know, credit to Chad Kelly. He kept answering. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, even though the fourth quarter, like the defense on the whole, still did pretty darn good. Stats-wise, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I thought they, I thought that, I mean... My like fourth quarter notwithstanding, I actually thought they had a pretty good game again. You know, like the, the funny thing is when I watch this defense, I you know they always, they, apart from what I saw in this last game where they're just their, their tackling timing was off. When you look back at the stats, I'm kind of you know, I'm always shocked at when I see the the amount of yards that the other team gained. You know, it's they, they were they looked lights out for a lot of the game, but it just didn't translate onto the the all of the stat sheets. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean the the Argos, you know, they ran the Alouettes ran stand back in the first quarter a little bit successfully, and then ran away from them in the second half. I mean, if you look at the stats figures, I mean, it's weird. The Argos have given up the most passing yards and most passing. T- um, Passing touchdowns, I believe, but they still have picked off a lot of passes and, you know, haven't given up as many points per game as other teams. So they are bending a little bit. If a team can find a way to get rid of their turnover trouble against Toronto, yeah, there could be potentially a bit of trouble. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing we got to look at, too, is we're doing this with our third string middle linebacker. I mean, Jonathan Jones isn't necessarily like I wouldn't, you know, put him necessarily put him in the category of a third stringer. But in reality, he's the the third middle linebacker we've trotted out there. You know, we've had injuries in our in our secondary that we're working through, and we're still 4-0. and 
All right, Will, what's your what's your good for this game? Go with uh, some of the receivers here. David Unger the third, and uh, DeMonte Coxie. Yeah. Both came up with clutch touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Unger, Unger had two touchdowns. And if you watch the one in the third quarter in the corner of the end zone there, in the short field, you really notice that was a tough catch. It was Montreal a tough catch. has those corners, and he still stayed in bounds. Yeah. I, that, the, to, to to make that catch and to keep your feet in bounds, that's that. There's a lot of you know dexterity there that uh, that that's got to come into play because he he made sure that that both feet were in bounds. So he wouldn't even that wouldn't have even been a catch that would have even been a catch in the NFL. But yet. Coxie's catches like that the catch on, on the first drive where you know everybody and and their dog were going nuts about it and then like the the, the announcers did put it best that that catch after that the touchdown catch that the amazing catch on the fir- the first uh, drive is now his second best catch of the game And it's taken a while for him to catch to catch fire, but man, if he can be the that guy that you can rely on to go and get things, because the, the height that he got on that first catch, like he he had enough time to like you know dunk a basketball and have a tea party up there. Yep. Now, Will, you were at the game. How was, was. the how was the atmosphere in in Montreal? Very good. They're very good hosts in Montreal. They come up to you. They want to talk to you. People next to you in your seats talk, chat with you. They're overall gracious hosts. It's always just a little bit nicer when you win. And I was on TV. Yes, twice at least. Yeah. Well, you see our... Uh, yes, yeah, so I think they showed us after Unger's first touchdown. And uh, by us, I mean myself, Adam Goss, David Slesser, Steve, Erica, Jeff from Ottawa, uh, Marco, and... Uh, we were showed at that point, and then when they confirmed the touchdown from uh, Coxie's touchdown, they show us yeah. again. And then one of the replays of Unger's game-winning touchdown—it's—it's it's a, a—it's a long shot. It's not something you can see. You can just see is Unger gets himself wide open. You see a white number 12 jersey jumping <laughs> up and down. You, Cody. 
Yep, so that, that would be our do, friend Steve. Uh, mm-hmm. He knew it was going to uh, be a touchdown. Well, I mean, I think we all thought it would be. Yeah. It managed he to just, hold. Yeah. So all in all, it was a, a very... Uh, very good trip to Montreal. It was. I'm still a bit tired. But, uh, well, it is Mon- Montreal. And now you get to follow that up with a trip to Hamilton. I do. And then a trip to <laughs> Halifax. Well, you know, you, you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll get my charcoal pet on Friday. It makes me happy. Well, that that being said, we're playing Hamilton this week, um, and uh, well, they've now won. Is that two in a row now? Yeah, I mean they've uh, yeah. Look, but they've also lost another quarterback. They have, but uh, look what Dustin Crum did to Winnipeg on the weekend. Yeah, before we get into the preview of Hamilton, let's talk about the week that was here. Okay. Just really quick. <laughs> it it w- wasn't... Wild stuff. Yeah. Nielsen is still wondering what Taylor Cornelius is doing. <laughs> what is so he that, doing? I, I, the, the voice break on that gets me every time. Oh, I know. Well, I mean, Dustin Nielsen used to, well, he was, he's an Edmonton uh, radio guy, so he's got that little bit of homerism in there, but I mean. Well, and I get it. I kind of feel like he was, like, it was just the frustration of all these home losses. Yeah, and, and then he, yeah, that pass, just, that one, it just kind of. You don't make that throw. A professional quarterback does not make that throw. No. I mean, it, I mean, it really wasn't even a throw. It looks like he just kind of underhand lobbed it, looking for somebody, somebody in a green, somebody in a green shirt to pick it up. Yeah. And that didn't happen. No. Edmonton's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. An awful lot of trouble. Yeah. Kakui admits they can't fire. Can't fire Chris Jones, no. Because of the, uh, um, because of the dumbest friggin' thing the CFL ever instituted. The ops cap. Yep. That, and they're also still paying the last regime. In there, <laughs> the Milanovic regime or the no, no, what? The fuck, whatever the fuck his name is, regime. Uh, yeah, Jamie Elizondo. Yeah, and, and Ed Hervey and and those people. Huh. Well, we had that game. That was the Thursday game. 
Well, not the outcome final, final, thought, final thought about that is that my comedy night was ruined. And my disappointment was immeasurable. Yeah. At least for that one. Yeah. Uh, that was until Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we went from that game, which, I mean, it, it take out, you know, the, the, our preconceived notions against those two, those two teams. It was a good, it was a decent game, but you could kind of tell why they weren't the best teams in the league. Now we had our game then on, on Friday night, which was a, a very good game. Um, and then Saturday we had a double header of also two really good games. Started off the night with, or started off the after, late afternoon, the evening, with uh, Winnipeg blowing a lead to Ottawa in the final three minutes. Choking away a 19-point lead. You blew it! Yeah, very much so. Well, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no denying it. They, they choked, they blew it, they, and Shao Kahn is laughing at them right now, pointing at them saying, that was pathetic. That, and, you know, Chris Blewett is asking for his, uh, his residual check. You remember, you remember that guy, they, 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 I believe he was a kicker. Whose last name was Blueing, and he did have a cup of coffee with the uh, the the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I think he was in training camp one year. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, Mr. <laughs> Crum, who uh, couldn't get it done the week before. Made damn well <laughs> sure he was going to get it done this week. Apparently, apparently, Winnipeg didn't see that. They didn't watch that bit of film. Apparently not, because he did did it to him twice. He did it to him twice. Well, once to tie the game and once to win it. Are you kidding me? That guy for at least the next, you know, couple years does not have to buy a drink in Ottawa. No. I mean, hell, they're already they're already merchant they're already merchandising off off what they call the crumbback. <laughs> I would. Guy 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 hasn't even guy's only played two games and he's already an Ottawa legend. <laughs> well, mainly, because, mainly because they not only. <laughs> Unbel, unbel, like unbelievably, they were like what, twenty-one point underdogs in Pickham. Ninety-eight percent were picking Winnipeg. Yep. And Winnipeg just decides to utterly prolapse in the fourth quarter. And then, not to be outdone, Calgary and Saskatchewan had a. One for the ages, too. You had, uh, and 
and and this one incorporated a little bit of uh, of a tragedy in there too. And Trevor Harris going down Oof. with what looked like one. The knee is not supposed to make a U shape sideways. No, it's not. That's yeah. Like like heart goes out to the guy. Heal up. Get back soon. And I think he he probably got the best possible prognosis for that that because yeah broken or fracture yeah didn't didn't rip any of the tendons which looked like he probably should have ripped about three of them all of them <laughs> oh and then Mason Fine comes in and leads Saskatchewan da- down and gets a fluky of all fluke catches but i mean that's why you practice the tip drill and uh and they score to uh take the lead that's too much time on the clock yep and left yeah and they played too much prevent defense calgary was able to move down the field just long enough to uh to score the game-winning field goal with no time left on the clock. And I forgot the other big thing about that game. Mario Alford, two touchdown returns. And he called his second one. With Brett Dort. Now the contest is it kickoffs or is it punts? It's kickoffs. It's kickoffs. Damn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have another Karen Gate. <laughs> what about Karen? Yeah. What was that hashtag we had? What What about Karen? Do it for Karen. Yeah. Lots of things about Karen. Then Karen became a bad term. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I feel bad for Karen. She should have. She should have got that million dollars. Anyway. Okay, now this week, can we follow up this <laughs> last week with uh, with something good this week? Yes. Oh, we don't want. The first loss to be against Hamilton. That's for damn sure. Well, if we're following up last week with something good, that's a win. Yep. We're oh, we're zero and zero. Yep. Trying to get our uh, trying to get a first win of the week. Yep. Uh, and we're we're going back to the the tie cats are now starting. Taylor Powell, because Matthew Schultz is uh, going on the sixth game as well. Oh, um, yeah, so you get Taylor Powell as your starter, Kai Loxley, and a yet-to-be-signed quarterback, I believe, was the last I saw of it. I haven't seen if they, they picked anybody up yet. They, no, they Ticats like... Don't like to uh, publicize anything they do, so. Uh, I, th- I thought it was funny because I saw a picture. 
somebody posted a picture of him on Twitter, and my immediate thought was when you, my immediate thought was when you order Chad Kelly from Wish.com. <laughs> yeah. That being said, we're gonna scalp. We're gonna have a have ourselves a tiger scalping on on a Friday night. I sure hope so. Yeah. So he says. Uh, yeah, they'll start uh, Powell at quarterback, Kai Loxley, and an incoming quarterback to be announced later. Yeah. Look. Court- and that was uh, as of one uh, thirty this afternoon. These games are always chippy. Can't take any penalties. No. But you know they're going to happen. So try and no, keep them, gonna try and keep them under 100 penalties. yards. Try yeah. to keep them under 100 yards then. Yeah. But if the, but if the, but if a ref's not looking, throw, throw a punching or give a cheeky dick kick when you can. Yeah. Check the oil in the pile. <laughs> oh God! Oh, yikes! It happens. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and you should know you were you were in that you were you were. I was in always that in that pile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you would know. <laughs> if I wasn't a lineman in the middle of that pile, I was the I was the uh, linebacker in the middle of that pile growing up. So, yeah. I've done it. I've had it done to me. It's not pleasant at all. Hmm. But hey, if they, if you, uh, it's only cheating until you get caught. Yep. Uh, as Jesse Ventura once said, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. <laughs> I knew there was to be a Jesse Ventura reference. Incoming. It, 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 Doug's got a got a wrestling reference uh, alert that shows up every time he's he's about ready to drop one. Yeah, yeah, it's all <laughs> yeah, it's in my head. When you have when you have a massive, we see a little neon light go go off over your head. When you when you when you have a massive brain that's full of almost entirely useless information, it, you get you pull up like the most random shit ever. Yeah. And you guys, you guys have seen this. Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys have seen me pull up YouTube clips of something that's related to what you're talking about, but you would never look for it. No, that's true. That's very true. <sighs> so, what do we got to do to beat the Thai cats? Not take them lightly. No. They've won two in a row. They feel good about themselves. I'm sure. And they they came back with 24 unanswered points in the last game. So yep. they, they, what is it going? What is it going? <laughs> but but let's talk about the let's talk about the opposite side of that. They nearly choked away a lead to Ottawa. Yeah. And Edmonton was starting to come back late in that game. Yeah, but I mean, you have an opportunity to get the 500. Yeah, they're going to be chomping at the bit. 
And you know we're going to have uh, Chris Edwards trying to to go anybody in a blue in a nice. in a white and blue um, uniform. Uh, so yeah, you, you, you said you have to stay away from no penalties and don't take them lightly. Yeah, don't don't be dummies. No. Honestly, just keep honestly. Other than the penalties, just keep doing what you're. You guys know what you got to do. Keep doing what you're doing. And you're doing. You guys are doing fantastic. Yes. Keep it up. You know what? We're we're four and zero, right? We're all in. Well, on the season we're four and zero. On the week we're we're winless. We're you know unbeaten but winless. Unbeaten but winless. Yeah. Um. But have you guys seen a complete game this season? From the Argos? Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I would I, I would say we have not seen a complete game. Yeah, I mean like like dominating like them for, dominating them from minute from minute one, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and and no no um mistakes on you know one facet of the game there's there's always been something each week that we found to say well if they could get rid of this you know you know the first couple weeks our special teams were absolutely horrendous now all of a sudden they caught fire yeah and then all you know this week we decided let's let's take as many penalties as we can possibly take and they still won the game. Yeah. So imagine what this team is going to look like when they put together a complete game. When we're, we're, we where when we start up the show and we can't nitpick anything for bad or ugly. <laughs> that that that's that's only happened a handful of times with us. No, yeah. But honestly, this is like just the talent-wise and the the depth of talent that we have is I, I'm I'm looking at it like yeah, this is best I've seen in a long time. Mm. Um, and some uh, we've only had one day of practice, but uh, some uh. Nice things to see. Uh, Deshaun Amos, who had a shoulder issue, was pr- still practicing. Um, where we at? Uh, Herden Williams started practicing again. But then we, on the downside, we had Cam Phillips. Uh, uh, or Malade, um, Benoit Marion, Thomas Costigan, all not practicing on the first day, but that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot. Isaiah Cage was uh, was limited. <sighs> I don't think we have anything to worry about. No, with regard with regards to injuries, because it's. Like, 
depth is a great thing, and we've got that in spades. Yeah. And we've also got versatility, too. Because mm-hmm. we, we had that... Uh, the one DB that came in to play linebacker and, uh, and, and a couple... I think he played two or three different positions last game when guys had to go out for it. Yeah. Yeah, he just seemed to be the, uh, the Sw- another Swiss Army knife. Put him anywhere, he's going to do something. Mm-hmm. And with us taking a week off, we did miss a little bit of Argos news. The Argos re-signed head coach Ryan Dinwiddie to a multi-year extension. Well-deserved. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, yeah, he, in the two full seasons that uh, that he's coached, he's been nominated for Coach of the Year both times. He's going to Should have won. Should have won it last year. Yeah. And I and I mean, in, you know, had he not gone up against O'Shea the the year before, um, I think you could you going up against O'Shea was about the only argument you could make for him not winning. Hmm. Even even. But he should have won it last year. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't matter. He should have should have won it. Yeah. Ah. Well, that. There and we, yeah. I don't think there's been much else. Any any other big uh, big things coming out of uh, out of the CFL this week? No, I think we've covered just about. Yeah, we covered all the big stuff. Oh, and and once again, the Argos are number one in everybody's power rankings, and rightfully so. And as Will has pointed out, Edmonton now falls. Uh, are they below the Miami Manatees? I, I, well, the site I used actually didn't um, have. It only had helmets for the teams that played a game. Uh. Oh, because yeah, I, I think I think if we include the schooners and the and the manatees, they're probably below them too. Maybe Western and Laval. <laughs> oh, jeez. Maybe U of T. Boy. Queens definitely. Queens hasn't been that bad. And not only that, Queens, be, has, Queens has won great cups. Yeah, yeah. As has UFT. Yeah. But currently, maybe worse than Windsor. Oof. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> not that bad. I'd say they're on. I'd say they're on par with York. Oi. Oh, that's 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 uglier. I, I I don't know some York and Windsor seem to go back and forth since U of T actually started. They actually hired a proper football coach and gave him money to do stuff. Yeah, once yeah once they once they realized that uh, 
that uh, the university athletics weren't going to weren't going to allow the varsity blues to quit the fo- quit the football program. <laughs> and well, we might you're not you're not leaving football, make it work. Yeah. Might as well make some money at it now. Oh. So let's go right into Will's favorite time of uh, the show. It's fantasy time. You just pick the team. We we keep winning. <laughs> yeah. We we won again, and we are now. Uh, we're one and zero in fantasy. <laughs> yep. I think we're technically. I don't even know where where we are. We're well, week six. Yeah, they yeah. So we're, we're we're four and two. We are the uh, number one team in the the podcast league as far as points goes. And hey, look, we've moved up, and you're in in the Argo fans one to six too. Okay, we're playing the Tie Cats. And we can't pick our team yet, so <laughs> so we so we they, can't even we can't do anything yet. Well, I'm okay. Chad Kelly is my quarterback. AJ Willett is uh, is a running back. Those are locks. BC's um, defense against Mason Fine, depending on the price. Yeah. That that could be worthwhile. Yeah, mm, yeah, you're probably right with that one because like I have a feeling Winnipeg's defense against Edmonton's going to be way too much. And Brady Oliveira may be too much against Edmonton's rush defense. Yeah, but you know what? We might be able to swing that if we uh, look at some of our, you know, secondary receivers. You know, there what there there are. There's always a bargain to be had out there. And if honestly, at one point I did have uh, Sneed in the lineup. Yeah, that's actually, I, that would actually be a good call in my opinion, but I did not uh, yet. Yeah, well, I, I thought about it. I'm like, just cause I mean, he was dirt cheap and like, well, everybody in the Montreal Receiving course kind of, like, but then they're playing Toronto, so I didn't want to pick a Montreal player. So hmm. that's the only reason that that, that uh, he didn't get on there. But if we don't take you know Devaris Daniels, you know, if Ungerer is still down there, hmm. or is one of our or and Coxie is starting to climb up uh, in the cost wise so yeah so I think we've got we've got options so I mean we've we've locked in our quarterback locked in one of our running backs we'll probably find a running back on uh, a lower end a lower end running back out there and you know we'll depending on how much they are BC's defense And then we'll uh, see where the point, the money lies, and we can do it uh, receiver. 
All right. So then let's go right to the uh, the pick'em then. Pick'em. So we start off Thursday. The uh, the Elks are in Winnipeg. Well, to face probably a very pissed off Winnipeg team. Probably. I don't think the Elks do anything worthy of a win here. (laughs) I just want to see Winnipeg choke again. That would be funny. That would be very funny. It's it's like if if it's like if you th- if you thought last week was bad, watch this. <laughs> and so you my, know so what? My, this is this this is about the this is the trap game. This yeah, is another my, my, trap. This second trap game in a row. My brain is saying Winnipeg, but my heart and soul and everything else wants Edmonton. Okay, so. Do we flip the coin on this to whether you're going with your 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 uh, your head or everything else? Go for it. Okay, so if you want me to make an official pick, go for it. Okay, so heads, you're going you're going with Winnipeg. Tails, you're going with Edmonton. Tails. <laughs> Let's go, Elks. <laughs> Work out for him in the end. It really could, yeah. They could. Uh, Friday night, we've got the main event. Toronto in Hamilton. Toronto by 12 and a half. Ooh. Is that the official line, or is just, that's just the line? No, you're that's using? me. That's what, oh, I, okay. what I'm saying right now. Oh, uh, okay. Let's see what the official line is, though. I, 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 Seven and a half or six and a half. I believe, I yeah, it's, I believe yes. it's something like that. In and around there, I'm saying Toronto by two touchdowns, minimum. I hope it's not a admiral. We have enemy ship in sector forty-seven situation. How can it? It's it, it. It's not a trap. This is a rival. You pound. You friggin' put them to the. You put them to the sword. You hang, draw, and quarter them, and you put them in the four. You put them at the four four corners of the of the of the great of the golden horseshoe as a warning. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then we're uh, Saskatchewan as hosting BC. You know. Where is it here? Saskatchewan is in BC. I, I you know. Mason Fine looked admirable and got some bounces, but. I don't think he does it against uh, BC, who's going to be hungry this week. I mean, Mason did look fine, but BC's not. BC's just going to clobber him. It, Mason just looked fine. Exactly. He just he, looked. He, he didn't look fine, great and he's, he's going to be need to be great to beat BC. Yeah. Will are you going to make it unanimous? Of course. <laughs> Look, I always have to. There's there's that odd time where somebody may inhabit Will's body and may pick Saskatchewan once. So I'm gonna always ask. I did against the Elks. Yeah, you you did it begrudgingly though. 
Yeah, well. Okay. And then uh, Sunday, we've got Ottawa in Calgary. I I yeah. I don't uh, know. <laughs> uh, do we do we default to the ABC rule? He could. Anybody but Calgary. My Saskatchewan route should say Ottawa. They once were Rough Riders. Crumb the Conqueror. <laughs> All right, I'm going with Ottawa then. I'm not. Uh, no. going. We, yeah, Will's going Calgary. I I want to see another Crumb back. Has a nice ring to it. I just want. I just well. I pr- I prefer Crumb the Conqueror personally. Yeah. All right. Illegal procedure. Defense. They made the offense move. Five-yard penalty. First down repeated. Um, okay. Is that supposed to be Mr. Bischoff or Mr. Pruel? Oh, son of a bitch. I said the... Uh... Well, gentlemen, you have three minutes, so you better make it good. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. Three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out I'm going to have some editing to do. (laughs) Very much so, yes. Um, Let's see. I guess we, I guess, you know, we'll just, we'll screw it. We're just getting on the plane. We're going to Kazakhstan right away. Because I really don't have a lot. I don't have a lot this week for the three minute warning. But uh, we can still, but we'll start in Kazakhstan. And, uh, well, not really, not really a lot, but, uh, I mean, a lot. Of, there's been a lot of gift replies this week, and uh, some of, some of them are good. <laughs> like the one in particular, one in particular I like is friggin' Tiger Sammy saying, "Yeah, Hamilton's gonna beat Argo, beat the Argos on Friday." And it's like, no, nah. well, we all one, no, we're not, no, they're not. And two, and then, and then two, uh, our friend Anton put a. A gift from, uh, I believe it's Ted Lasso, that says, "It's the hope that kills you." <laughs> yeah, that was that. Yeah. Or the uh, the uh, what's wow the Morgan Freeman one. There's hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can drive a man insane. Yep. <laughs> that's and I hate to say it, that I think that's really the only good one this week. Everything else has been like responses okay. to. Yeah. He must have he must have been working in the potash mine a lot this week. Yeah. He hasn't had a lot of time for Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like. I think he's been. He's been like me, working a hell of a lot for, well, well, 16 tons, and what do you get? 
Another day older and deeper in debt. Um, let's talk. There was a little bit of an event that happened on Sunday. Um, at uh, at Bistro on Avenue in Toronto, had a little had a little fundraiser there. Uh, for the Pinball Clemens Foundation. And uh, well, our good, good friend, the Argo Diva herself, Lori was down there, and a whole bunch, whole bunch of, uh, whole bunch of other prominent uh, Argo fans that are on Twitter were down there as well. And well, they raised close, they raised pretty much twenty grand. Oh wow! Very good. That's fantastic. For the Pinball Clemens Foundation. That is fantastic. Wow. And and uh, who, who was out there? We had uh, Haggerty, Beatty, Chad Kelly, mm-hmm. Enoch, Enoch a, yeah. and Dejan Brissett, I believe. Yeah. And then you obviously had Pinball there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Murph was down there. Yeah. I think that think that was that that was it, but yeah, that's a. Now I wonder, like I know, you know they they used to do the corn roast around, you know, around this time as well. I wonder if this is you know because they've lost their venue for the corn roast. Mm. I wonder if this is, uh, and and the corn roast was run by Laurie as well. Mm. I wonder if this is uh, now. The the attempt at uh, trying to uh, replace trying the corn to roast with uh, with uh, another fundraiser because the corn roast always raised all kinds of uh, money for for charity. Mm. Very possible. Mm-hmm. I would say so. so. So let's let's hope this becomes a regular thing. And they can because yeah, honestly, even if you didn't weren't able to donate a ton of money at the corn roast there was corn roast was always fun i went a couple times and had a great time both times the corn roast is great and there was even some ticat fans there there was corn (laughs) it's got the juice All right, is that all we got, Doug? Eh, one last thing that I kind of tweeted right. that I tweeted out that I tweeted out. Now you guys know I love I love no context wrestling video clips. Yes. So things so like just random snippets out of Ric Flair promos, Dusty Rhodes promos, Jim Cornette promos, things of that nature. This was just, quite frankly, well, all it was was just a Ric Flair flop. Everybody knows what the Ric Flair flop is. Basically, he just kind of he gets hit with something, kind of stumbles for a little bit, and then he just kind of just face plants in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and I, <laughs> you 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 just saw it. Yeah. And I just basically said, yeah, this is going to be a bunch of our friends. This is going to be Steve, Dave, Adam, Nick, and Marco in Halifax next weekend. 
I'm going to, you know. And if Will's not careful, I might add you to that. I should add you to add you to that too. But Marco right? does it. I, I'll drink more than Marco. We know that. That sounds like a challenge. Oh. Okay. That to me and, sounds like and, a challenge. Anybody listening to this uh, the show? And we know we know that, a few of you go- who do that are going that is going to uh, to Halifax. Find Will, buy him a drink. Then find Marco and buy him one too. Remember to mention this next week. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, we have to get this out now, you know, to get it in people's minds, and then we'll we'll ramp it up next week. Hmm. And then we'll, uh, you know what? I will retweet anybody who uh, who posts a picture of them having a drink with Will. I will. It's, I will it, do it, the same. <laughs> it, it's not much, but I, you know, I will give you a little bit of a uh, little bit of, sh- of a shout out on on Twitter or whatever social media engine you're using send out a picture of you having a drink with will buy will a drink there were some from montreal <laughs> we just want to i i quite frankly just want to see fucking people hammered out there <laughs> I just yeah. want I just want somebody to start taking pictures and video. I want to see lampshades on heads. I want to see I like lampshades like, on heads. You know what? No. Haven't you ever watched Animal House? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just don't just don't uh, put a horse in the dean's office. Ooh. Well, to be fair, well, they are going to a university. Yeah, that's a good point. What? The Where are you going to find that gun? <laughs> go, to, go to Truro. The point the gun at him. him. Yeah. Maybe he had a heart attack. And you can go to Truro, Truro Raceway. It's not far. <laughs> Grab one of the standard breads when when the when the owner and trainer aren't looking, and then. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> the freeze frame when that horse has the heart attack is an all-time classic movie moment. Ah, uh, well, I think that does it for the fan cast this week, boys. Uh, Will, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. Or at ArgoFans.com or on YouTube watching the horse having a heart attack in Animal House. <laughs> oh, Doug, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and on threads at DougB519. You can find the Double Blue Order on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also check out our merchandise store. Get your get yourself a nice little AJ approved all that 3416 t-shirt, double and you can find me at all kinds of clay on the various social media machines, including threads. I haven't figured that one out quite yet, but uh, yeah, I'm on there now too. Uh, you can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast. 
also on Threads. When we fig- when I figure out Threads, we'll do, do some more stuff on there. Um, but yeah, find the Argos Fancast anyway. You find your friendly neighborhood podcast, just search Argos Fancast. We are powered by Spotify for podcasters, so find us on Spotify and uh, help us out. We'll talk to you again when we're celebrating a victory in Hamilton. I got suck. Really do suck.